So good evening and welcome to this week's episode of Value Nigeria Podcast. It's a podcast that you, you well know and um, every week we bring, um, or not every week, but every other week we have a guest on the show where we talk about the investing landscape in Nigeria. Uh, this week is no different. We have a very vast and erudite uh, scholar on the on the show this week. Uh, he's an investing professional and not just that, he's also uh, a, a a shareholder representative and we'll be talking about a, a very interesting aspect of investing today. My guest on the show today is the chairman of the Ibadan Zone Shareholders Association. Uh, in this association, he has risen through the ranks and has held several positions such as administrative secretary and general secretary prior to him holding the present office of being the chairman of the association. By way of his education, my guest has his um, HND, which is the Higher National Diploma in Marketing from the Polytechnic Ibadan. Uh, he's gone further to have his postgraduate degree in management and accounting as well. And he has his master's degree in finance and management. And that was from the Ladoki Akintola University of Technology in Oyo State. Uh, my guest today works with uh, Kinley Securities and he, he joined the firm in 2006, where he started as the branch manager of the Ibadan branch and has risen through the ranks as well, even through that firm, to presently hold the position of the chief risk officer, uh, a position which he has held since 2016. Uh, my guest today is a member of the Chartered Institute of Loan and Risk Management of Nigeria. He's also a member of the Nigerian Institute of Management. Um, he's a member of the Financial Reporting Council. So he, my, my guest today is very vast, not just in direct investing matters, but even in shareholder representation. Uh, my guest hails from Ondo State and is married with children. I'm proud to I'm proud and pleased to have Mr. Eric Akinduro on the podcast this evening as a guest. Uh, Mr. Akinduro, do you just want to say hello to listeners of the podcast, sir? Well, I just want to say hello and to appreciate the good work you are doing. I think it's a good is a good work and it's really helping investment uh, communities, which I pray that the Lord will continue to strengthen you. Amen. amen. And uh, then we will continue to achieve our purposes. Yes, amen, amen. Uh, it, it's fine. It's it's a it's a pleasure to finally be able to speak with you. Uh, I remember seeing you quite a lot in various AGMs of various companies where you voice your opinion. You know, advice management, and it's really a pleasure for you to be sharing this time with us in um, sharing from your vast knowledge and experience. Um, Mr. Kinduro, if you don't mind, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, maybe some, a little bit about your personal background, how you've risen through the ranks professionally, and your education, a little more about your educational background, sir? Well, as you have rightly said during your introductory aspect of this program, uh, Eric Akinduro, I came into investment public around 1993 when I joined the Ibanazone Shareholders Association as a clerk. I joined that association, I was working for them, and through that, I was opportune to, to have a lot of experiences and to work with good people. So from there, I, I continued my education and through that, I, I, I became part of the executive members 
because I've been with them for a long time. So they they thought it, they they said that it's okay for me to be part of the executive member, and uh, I started as the assistant secretary from there, financial secretary to general secretary, and in view of this experience. I they, they they contacted me also that okay we have trained you and the best thing you can do for us is to come and be the chairman of this association and which all of them agreed and I became the chairman of that association in two thousand and uh, I think it's two thousand and sixteen now or two thousand and seventeen or so. So since then, I've been the chairman of that association, and we thank God for what God has been doing, even during my own tenure, because I have the support of the past leaders, and we are doing well at association. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, it's obvious that the association members saw something, they saw this fire in you, and um, it's been mutually benefiting um, relationship you've grown in the ranks and the association has also benefited from your from your presence um how what was your introduction to investing like or had you have you been investing investing before joining the association or was joining the association your eye opener into the world of investing well joining the association really opened my eyes to the investment public i don't have knowledge of investment before i joined the association but when I joined the association, and it is the character of these old people to always encourage young persons that you are you are here, and we want you to be part of what we are doing. So they they continue to open my eyes to, to realize that investment issues is very good. Many of them, by the time they got their dividend during the dividend warrant payment, they will show it to me that see. This is what they got as their dividend. So this really enticed me and influenced me to, okay, that's okay. If these people can be living good and quiet life without any noise, and they are making their money. So I think it's the best thing for me to, to be part of them. Even some of them got to the extent of giving me some of their shares. The first shares I had in life, was given to me by one of them that, okay, that day he just took me to one of the stockbroking firm in Ibadan and asked them to open an account for me. And he transferred a particular, a small unit of PZ then to me. So I was really challenged. And since then, so I've been encouraged to always invest in shares and which I never regret up to today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that very personal story, uh, sir. Um, I, I had a conversation yeah. with uh, Professor Uchi Waliki, who is one of the, the, the pioneer uh, professor of capital markets in, in West Africa. Uh, and he made mention of a fact that the, the average age of the retail investor in Nigeria is about 56 years. And um, it just shows that the, we have more of older people buying shares. And this is reflected in AGMs. When we watch AGMs of the various companies, we see that it's the older people that gets to show faces, the older people that gets to ask questions. But we are beginning to see younger crop of people. Thankfully, um, gentlemen like yourself are now being seen at AGMs, and which is a very welcome um, development, seeing the younger generation even taking their rightful place, even in investing. Um, I would like you to share with us how your your interest in shareholder activism, not just investing now, 
by being a representative of shareholders, how did your interest in this grow and how have you managed this so far, sir? Well, uh, about the shareholders activism, uh, to me, it's not, it's not too stressful and it's very okay. But many a times, when you are not part of them, you don't know what is happening. Because when you are talking of shareholders activism, we, we are meant to be pressure group. We are, we are there to tell them and to pull them on their toes. That is what is expected of us as, 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 as association or as shareholders. So some of the retail shareholders that are not having the privilege to attend AGMs. So by the time you have the opportunity to attend AGMs, I think you should have the thinking of those people why you are representing them or in whatever presentation you are giving on the floor of AGM, you should know that you are representing some people that are not privileged to be there. So whatever that we are doing, we are trying to make it a point of duty to represent their interests instead of representing the interests of board or the management. So at the back of our mind, what I believe personally is that I'm representing people that may not be able to voice out on the floor of AGM. So when I have the opportunity to talk, I make sure that I, I present their views and I represent them well. And this has been helping us as an association or as individual to give us edge amongst other people that are even contributing on the floor of AGMs. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you very much for, for that, sir. Thank you very much. Um, if we look at the markets, there are, there are a thousand and one shareholder association. There are so many of them. Uh, if you look on the on the website of SEC, there, there's a long list of various shareholders and associations. My, my question is, aside from representation, which you have mentioned, which is a good advantage that the retail investor benefits from registering with any of, the, any of these associations, what would you say are the benefits? Why should retail investors think or seriously consider joining one of the shareholder associations? What are the benefits that they can get from joining associations like this? Sir? Well, as I rightly said, sir, uh, we have several shareholders associations in Nigeria. And the purpose of this association mainly is to protect retail investors, which we are doing. And when you look at our own association, Ibadan Zone Shareholders Association, we, we have rules, we have regulations that guide our operations. And not only that, we are operating under our constitution, which I believe some of these shareholders association may not have. But as for us, we have this. For example, I'm the seventh chairman of this association since we have formed the association in 1992. So we have been replacing our executive, our chairman, through regular election when the time comes. So our vision might be different from other shareholders' associations. We have some of them, they don't have what we have. We have some of them, they are one-man association. Some of them have been in position since 1992 and up to today, they've never changed executive officers. So I, our own association is quite different 
the way we operate, and what guides our own association. So, but for us, the benefit of being a member of our association is to make sure that we put people right, we educate them, and we enlighten them to know that shareholders, uh, shareholders are the owners of companies. So shareholders are there because they put their money in that place and board management, they are using that money. So they are accountable to shareholders. This has been what we have been this has been what we have been saying. That okay, as our association, in any opportunity we have, in any forum, we let them know that shareholders are the owners of this company and they are entitled to some things which everybody knows. They are entitled to dividend, they are entitled to good governance, they are entitled to act there should be transparency and accountability. So this is what we are doing as our own association. And we are preparing our members very well at the grassroots. So anywhere they have shares, they must make sure that they know the reason why they have that shares and they must be encouraged to always protect their interests. So our vision may be different from others, which may not have office, which could not even change their executive officers, which are there permanently. Because I know that I have my own time to spend. So I must make sure that I do whatever I want to do to lift up the face of my association. So that when we are talking, when I'm no more there, it can be a challenge to people coming that, yes, we have set this space for them and they are occupying it. Thank you for bringing up that very vital point, which is that you know shareholders are primarily the owners of the company, and shareholder shareholders' decisions or shareholders' rights matter a lot. And you've mentioned that you know the shareholders' association um, hold management responsible, or you know take management on when when the the company performance is not aligning to what the shareholders expect. Um, is there any chance you can share? Um, with us, how shareholder associations practically how they can influence change even in their whole in public companies. So how how can shareholders association work with shareholders even to influence positive change in in companies? Well, we've been doing that even not on the floor of agents alone. For example, in many occasions, our association and some other formidable associations. We've met together to present a common voice to this company. Particularly, some of these companies at times, probably they want to delete or they are coming up with a policy or some things which are in contrary to the rule, to the regulations that guide them. So we let them realize that you cannot just bring anything to the shareholders. You must follow the due process and you must follow corporate governance. So many a times we, we have done this, particularly I could remember vividly around 2000 and uh, I think it's, it was 2004, 2005, during the first recapitalization uh, event of during uh, Soludo as CBN government then, whereby they, they, they recapitalized the bank from two billion to I think about twenty five billion or so then. So we we had a lot of fora. Some of these companies intended to come and rob shareholders. 
particularly in terms of share cancellation, in terms of merger and acquisition, in terms of the ratio they are going to give to shareholders. So we fought some of these companies and we let them realize that if you are going to do this, you are not having the interest of the retail shareholders. But majorly, one of the problems that we have as, as retail shareholders is that we've not been able to come up as a team to fight. Many a times, these companies, they use what we call divide and rule. Divide and rule in the sense that they may invite some people, talk to them, and at the end of the day, those people will be singing their praises. Whereas those ones that they cannot reach, we continue to make noise, or even on the floor of AGM, outside the floor of AGM, a lot of petitions to regulators, a lot of letters to them. And at the end of the day, we were able to make some changes and some improvement, even in the affairs of shareholders. Thank you very much, sir. You, you've just mentioned something very important. And, and I, I'm on various investing um, like platforms where we have conversations. And whenever there's an AGM or whenever AGMs happen, even when we as the ordinary shareholders feel these companies maybe didn't do enough or could have done better or, you know, performed poorly. We, when we see things happening on the floor of the AGM, we hear, we know, we see a lot of people singing the praises of management, saying things have been so fantastic, you are doing a good job. And that has left a sour impression with many, a few, you know, retail investors saying that, well, all shareholders association are just, you know, um, they, they are maybe taking something from management, they are in the pockets of management, and people have this, this uh, belief that shareholders association, nothing good comes out of it. Uh, what do you say about this? Do you think this is true or would you like to use this opportunity to correct that wrong impression? Well, I, I may not be able to defend that because when you have your personal interest in something, you should be able to defend it. Somebody said that you can only bribe your mouth, your eyes, your ears, but you cannot bribe your conscience. Many a times, this might happen on the floor of AGMs, whereby people will be increasing the, the board and the management. Even at times, you continue to look at the annual report you are holding. You imagine that, are you holding the same annual report with the somebody that is just talking? But whenever we have the opportunity to talk, whenever we are chance to talk, we let them realize what they should realize. With, as you are still talking, we see as some people, when they talk on the floor of AGMs, people listening to them, even the board listening to them. So, but we have some people, we know them as jesters on the floor of AGMs. The way they will contribute, the way they will present their views, you know that they are jesters. But when you have people that we analyze the annual report and go into details about a particular company, you should know that yes, these people make business. So many at times you see you see people presenting this, and at times also you still see some people doing the other way. The one thing which I'm quite sure of is that everybody holding the annual report, you know who and who is making sense. And even the board, they know who and who is making sense. 
So whenever we have the opportunity, we let them realize what they should realize. But for those that are praising, it's a matter of individualism. They believe in what they are doing, and they are doing it. And for people that are not praising, they believe in what they are doing, and they are doing it, and they are making changes. Because, for example, recently we had the AGM of University Press just about last week. And during that AGM, I told them, I said, well, I appreciate this company because over the years, we have been, we've been agitating for the report of chief executive officer to be part of the annual report. And for the first time this year, that report was included in the annual report. So that one is to show to us that some boards, they are listening to our views and our contributions and they are making difference and changes to the way they govern. So if you are able to make your views known to them, fine. And I believe they will understand. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much, sir. Um, now, when we look at um, shareholder activism in, in foreign countries or in foreign, more developed markets, we see some people who call themselves like activist investors. Maybe they have a, a pool of cash. And when they want to see a particular change in a company, like they use that pool of cash to buy a controlling stick in that company to get a board seat and then they can enforce such changes that they want to see. Uh, I'm just looking at our own market in Nigeria. Do you think we are mature enough for such level of activism where somebody um, recently we saw we saw Otedola, Femi Otedola buy a controlling stake in, in First Bank, you know. Are, are we ready for that kind of activism where the retail investors can come together, buy a controlling stake in a company and then enact the kind of changes they would like to see? I don't think we are ready for that, sir. Because when you are talking of retail investors, you know the population. And for retail investors to come together, it, it takes a lot of a lot of things to, to put them together. But individually, I think our law permits us, and even the regulators, if you have the ability to buy a certain unit of, of commissions, and you, 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 you become a major shareholder or a core investor in that company. So definitely you have control interest in that company. But for retail investors to come together in Nigeria, it may be very difficult. We don't have that capacity to put us together. It's individually, if, and we have been seeing it, recently see what happened in First Bank, recently see what happened in some other companies, if a company is going moribund and an investor realizes a potential in that company, so such a person can contribute and put more money there to resuscitate that company and to make it viable for investors. Immediately, Otedola came to First Bank. First Bank was being sold for around three naira, four, five naira. Immediately, that news came to the market. First Bank rose to 11 naira. That is to show to people that there is interest in that first bank due to the people at the ends of affairs of that company. And one thing about the company is that the people at the ends of affairs of a company determines the sources and the bottom line of anything you are getting from that company. So for retail investors to come together in Nigeria, it may be a little bit difficult because of how we spread all over and because of the inability to put us together as the one voice. But individually, I think the law 
permit that if you have the grace, if you have the ability, you can bring your resources and have the control interest in that particular company. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. But taking it, taking it one step further, isn't this a void that the shareholder associations can fill? I, I know there are various shareholders associations, but if we are able to, you know, maybe work together as a team, bring all the associations. I, I know it's a, it's a pipe dream, but if it's possible that we bring all the shareholders associations together, they might have a louder voice and they might have much more impact and might be able to enforce even much more changes than each association working individually. What are your thoughts about this? And do you think this is something that can come to fruition sometime in future? Well, we have been doing that even from right from now. We have been coming together in some occasions. But it's not all the time that we we agreed on the same vision. It's not all the time. But in a situation whereby we have a common goal and we realize that we can pursue this. For example, when we are t- when you are talking of zonal shareholders association, we have seven zones that were created then in nineteen ninety two. We have them. And these seven zones they have a coordinating committee whereby all the chairman and secretary of each zone belongs to that coordinating committee. So if there's anything, we, we, we gather together with other shareholders associations, individual shareholders associations that are very formidable and that, that are registered. So we come together to, to deliberate on some issues in the capital market and see how we can, we, can, we, can, we can move and take a change in that particular aspect. And separately, we will be We've been making edge in that line, but not all the time. And there are many times when our vision is not together, we go individually. But when we when we have the same vision, we, we put resources together many times. In some of these companies, we've nominated board direct board members as directors in these companies, and they are doing fine. And many times we've influenced changes in some of their bad policies, which we thought that is not good for or retail investors, and they are doing fine. So many times we come together, and when it is time for us to go individually, we go individually to achieve our aims. Thank, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Now, for, for the retail investor, mo- most people who invest in the markets do so because they are trying to make profits. Everybody invests to, to build their wealth. Now, um, I, I know the members of your association also have this, this goal as well. Um, what are the advice or how, how I, I know teaching or, you know, help educating um, invest, retail investors who are members of your association on how to go about prof- profitably investing. I know that's one of the functions you serve. Um, what advice yeah. do you have for the retail investor listening on how they can improve their profitability in their investing practice? Well, as we used to give our members in our regular, for example, we meet every month. And as we used to advise our members, that one thing is that they should be sensitive to government policies. We must be sensitive to government policies as an investor, so that if any policy is coming up and it's not favorable to your investment, it's better to watch. And that you don't just invest for investing sake. We've been teaching our people, we've been educating our people to invest in companies that have fundamentals. 
companies that are good and companies that you know that yes, you can have returns on your investment. So these are the things that we we we, we used to tell our members, and not only that, we, we we used to let them realize that whenever you want to put your money somewhere, consider the dividend policy and the dividend history of that particular company, because most of our members, they are not young people, as you rightly said. So they are not young people, and some of them, they, they don't much believe in, in, in speculating. They don't, much, they don't believe in selling their shares as soon as possible. So if you really want to enjoy your investment in the capital market, make sure that you study the dividend policy and the dividend history of that company. And not only that, any appointment, any change in the board position of a company will have influence on that company. So when you are investing, you must ensure that you study the people at the ends of affairs of that company. What have been their legacy and what have they been doing? So if you put this together and you see that you are okay with such a thing, you, your investment is good to go. Otherwise, look elsewhere for better company, which you must always get good returns at the end of the year. And that's the intent of investment. Any other thing apart from that, I believe some of our members will not want to listen to it. So these are, these are the things that we, we, we advise our members to always look for whenever they want to invest in anything, that any company, so that they don't regret and not only that, when you are putting your money, you must consider appreciation too. Appreciation in terms of price, in terms of value of your investment, so that you put your money somewhere and you enjoy it at the end of the day. And not only that, you must not be greedy. We used to tell our members, don't be greedy. Don't stay too much in the market. When you realize something good, quickly take a step. So that uh, you don't you don't leave the money there, and at the end of the day, the money will go down the drain. Yeah. So we have a lot of things that we, we used to tell our members, and thank God they've been they've been they've been enjoying being a member of that association. All right, perfect. Now somebody listening to this uh, may be interested in you know joining the association. Um, I, I have two questions, sir. The first is, the association is called, or the one you chairman, the zone you chairman is called the Ibadan Zone Shareholders Association. Does that mean only people yes, who sir. live in Ibadan can join that association? That's the first question. Then the second is, how can people who are interested um, register their interest to join your association? Okay, thank you so much, sir. Uh, well, Ibadan Zone Shareholders Association as I said earlier, it's one of the seven zonal shareholders association created by TCPC then in 1992. In, yeah, in 1992. But for a zone shareholders association, we have other states that are under Ibadan zone. Likewise, other zonal shareholders association, we have Kano, we have Portacourt, we have uh, Lagos zone, we have Jos Kaduna, and so on and so forth. But for Ibadan zone, we have other states like Ondo, Oyo, Ogun, Oshun, Kwara State under Ibadan zone. The way we operate, we, we, we have state chapters. 
So these three chapters, they have their executives, they meet in their different states, but the chairman of these state chapters, they are members of the zonal executive officers. So whenever we meet at the zonal level, where we meet in Ibadan, the zonal office is in Ibadan. So we meet in Ibadan to disseminate information to these state chapter chairmen that we take it to their state level to disseminate the information to their members in the state chapters where they come from. So we operate within that state. Likewise, other zonal child organizations, they have their own state under them. But for us, this is the way we operate in Ibadan. And membership is not only for people in Ibadan. It's not only for people, you can be anywhere. If you residence in Ibadan, you can join them in Ibadan. If you residence in Ondo, you can join them in Ondo. Residence in other states, you can join them there. And you meet regularly, you contribute, and you share your experience together, at least to make a formidable shareholders association within the Western zone. Uh, how can people, okay, how can people get in touch? Like, are there any social media handles or how can people listening get in touch with the association, sir? Or any phone numbers, anything you want to share? Yes, we have our we have our Facebook. We we have our Facebook uh Ibanon Zone Shareholders Association. If you search on for it on Facebook, you will you will see more details about the association there. And not only that, we we have our office in Ibadan. And not only that, we the the uh, the telephone number of the general secretary is always available for any contribution for any any information, likewise my own phone number. But for our members, we have an investment group on WhatsApp where we share investment news and some other things in terms of investment on that WhatsApp group just to encourage our members. And we have that on our WhatsApp too. And our email, we have our email at our zone shareholder association at yahoo.com. So we have our email where we also receive information and disseminate information. Perfect. Thank you very, very much uh, for sharing all the nuggets that you have with us. Yeah, even as we begin to wind down this conversation, um, are there any last words or any final words of advice that you just want to share with the retail investors listening to you, sir? Well, as I've rightly said, uh, we encourage the retail investors to still take opportunity in the capital market. We still have a lot of opportunities in the capital market. But I will advise, don't just invest for investing sake. Make sure you study a particular company and you keep your eyes opening to whatever that is happening in Nigeria. Because government policies at times influence the market even more than the financials. It influences the market even more than the financials or even the fundamentals of that company. So, we should know that companies in, companies in Nigeria, they are not immune to what is happening in any environment that we are. But when you study the market very well and you are not greedy, you make some money from such a thing. If you are a short-term investor, you, you, you check out. But if you are a long-term investor, make sure you put your money in good companies with fundamentals so that 10%, 15% dividend yield in a year is very okay for you as an investor and aside that appreciation in terms of value so you are, you are okay 
because as of today, I don't think I have any other investment I think is better than investment in shares. Very quiet and very good for people that doesn't have the time to monitor here and there or to stay in that place. So I will encourage people to always invest and invest wisely so that uh, you can enjoy the benefit of your investment. Thank you very, very much, sir, for your time. We really appreciate your time. And um, you. <laughs> you made you made the conversation really easy for us. Um, right from the time we reached out to you, you were willing from the very start to share your, your experience and knowledge with us, and we really appreciate that. Um, we look forward to having you, you, on the, you on the podcast, hopefully sometime in future, sir. <laughs> no problem. You are welcome anytime, any day, sir. Perfect, perfect. 